All right, and with that, everybody, welcome back to the Once Ready podcast. Good morning. If it's not morning where you are, you're not listening in the morning, shame on you, because you had the time, and I don't know why you didn't listen. Uh, we have a very special guest today, Peaches and I, here with uh, Rizzy, Rosette, Rizzy Howard. Rizzy. Uh, we just call her the better half of, of Jonathan, who was on the <laughs> podcast earlier, and that's why we wanted you on uh, to chit-chat a little bit about, you know, you know, the Air Force, your experience, everything, right? Like, no big deal, just your entire life experience before before you met your husband and after. So if you don't mind... Uh, I'll stop talking if you don't want to, uh, if you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about uh, your history. Okay. Um, my name is Rizette. I go by Riz, Rizzy. Um, I was born and raised up to 10 when I, in the Philippines. And then when I was 10, I moved to Guam. And uh, that's where I learned how to speak English. <laughs> so, you know, it was like the typical story of English speaking second third language for me so it's very difficult as any other immigrant but i don't really like play that immigrant um <laughs> card so <laughs> so okay. yeah anyways right. this is a good start right, right into it yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> no like um i joined the air force uh a year after high school i knew i was gonna go air force there was no way my parents um could pay for college so i was like right into the air force get out of guam and explore the world you know and then i get to basic training and i was like this is shit like it's the desert <laughs> like i come from guam and then i'm like in the shithole so but it, and you're in san antonio yes easy i easy. was like what the yeah that's right <laughs> what the hell did I get myself into? And then that was, you know, that was it. Um, and then I, I think my first, yeah, my first duty station was Washington state. I was there for a while. So yeah. Jeez, there's hitting, that. hitting all the climates. Yes. So I came from Guam to San Antonio to Washington state. And I'm like, this is this depressing as hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just, Rains. Was it yes. the uh, the Air Force Base on Guam that kind of got you in? No. Uh, was there like a recruiter out there, or, um, well, or there's, you just did it all yourself? There was like a building, and it has all the recruiters in there. So you pass by the Marines, the Navy, the Army, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. And <laughs> I was like, Air Force, like I'm gonna be admin. I'm not gonna be out there PTing at five in the morning every day. Like I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Since so, sound just like my wife. It's creepy because she said the same thing. She's like, I don't want to get my nails dirty. Like, how do I work in an office? And like, they're like, yeah, we got a, we got a job for you. It's yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah. You can talk shit about me all you want, but I'm going to be in the AC. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to be said about AC, especially out in Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a life or death situation. Mm -hmm. So did you did you end up being admin the entire time? I was services. So I got okay. I don't want to say the shittiest job, but we literally like do everything like food, um, lodging, fitness, mortuary. Like you go from mortuary to food and it's just it's crazy, you know. And then I did UDM and UTM and all that stuff. So Jeez. yeah. Well rounded. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. How long did you stay in then? Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Yeah. Well, no wonder you got you got a, a round robin yeah. of, of stuff. Yeah. Jeez. Yes. I can't so imagine it, learning all this stuff. 
Yeah, like how, how does that work? You know, because like we, our jobs are pretty specific, you know, yeah. and, and and your husband's job was pretty specific. Like you like have to learn a new thing every time you go to a new base. Like it's uh, they're not they're kind of related, but yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's it's all basic stuff. Like it's not easy cooking. I would say like everything in the Air Force book for cooking is literally like I don't know. They you guys eat chow hall food like you know how it tastes like <laughs> <laughs> it's gourmet yeah exactly <laughs> gourmet um there's no fire in the kitchen so everything is like steam uh bake so it's it's all stupid proof when you Rizzi, cook there Rizzi's telling all the secrets now <laughs> everybody knows i mean like you know um i mean i love cooking but the way air force handbook um tells you how to cook is like because everything is um like cheap stuff so <laughs> it's not as cheap as the army but you know you don't get powdered eggs you get real eggs but yeah you you just avoid what you know not to eat so i pretty much ate the hot wings were good i would say that <laughs> <laughs> so let's Let's talk about mortuary affairs then. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. Jonathan was on here talking about mortuary affairs and some of his experiences within that. Yeah. And I, like for me, that one, that is not a job for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I, that is, that is a very tough job, uh, just in the way of probably mentally taxing. We're not, we're not talking about physically or anything like that, but that just mentally tasking, cause that is, Boy, you're you're talking about dealing, and you you guys and correct me if I'm wrong. You guys aren't just dealing with um, deaths downrange or in training accidents. Like you're you're handling any kind of um, military type deaths that happen on base, or even somebody who's kind of getting a, a military honors uh, funeral. Is that right? So I actually got to do both. Oh, I did honor guard too, but. I was tasked to go to the mortuary affairs in Dover. That's like part of our rotation for our deployment. And um, when I got back, I became the mortuary affairs for the base. So anybody who um, passed away on base, um, if we have to send families to Dover, like I take care of all that admin stuff and all that. So. Yeah, I, I pretty much did both. And I also did honor guard, so I was literally surrounded by remains. <laughs> Jeez. I'm not supposed to be laughing, but, you know, that's what it gets you. It's like dark humor. Oh, you're not, you're not, I, you're, yeah, I'm sure. You're not laughing at the, no, si- you're, you're no. laughing at the situation, yes. the fact that, like, you have, you and, and how many other people are working in mortuary affairs? Yeah. Like, we just deal with it, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, that's, but that's one of those things that is kind of not just unique to all of you, but in the military in general has a very unique humor um, uh, around it. And that's, that's a lot of people don't understand or, or don't get, you know, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons why your folks like, um, like Matt Best and Jared Taylor and all those and the vet TV folks, you know, that's why they have taken off yeah. quite a bit in the veteran community because we do, they have a very unique uh, set of humor and it is not, it is not, not for, everybody. for everybody. And even, even, no, it is definitely not for everybody, but it is in, it's very sarcastic. It can be very dark. 
Um, and it can be very, very gross and inappropriate, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just something that resonates with, with us. And I, and, and that transcends through most AFSCs or Air Force specialty codes or, or jobs within the Air Force, yes. Army, Navy, Marine, Space, uh, Space Force and all that kind of stuff. It just, it's a oh, weird Space kind of thing. Force. You know, they're just nerds. They don't have humor. <laughs> it's all beeps and squeaks. I'm sure they have. Probably dry humor too. So. <laughs> yeah, Rizzy coming in with the save. There you go, Trent. Space Force hates me. Oh no! But yeah, you know, I, it's funny that I'm sorry. If you bring it up. It's, uh, I was having like a little anxiety attack before we started recording this morning because I was thinking about it and I was like, I want to talk about how you and and you know Jonathan. I like to say Jonathan. I don't know why. How y'all met. But I'm like, I know that there was like some humor there. You all probably shared some jokes in that environment. But I was like, I don't know if this is a a good way to like talk about this. Like, is it? It's not my place to like be like, well, it's just a job, and it, you know, you have jokes, even though it's like one of the most morbid jobs or 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 heavy jobs that you can possibly have. So like, yes, you know, I'm I'm glad it came up. So yeah. So um, yeah, that was my first. I guess it's not my first time seeing, you know, remains. I've had relatives pass away, but and to that extent, yes. Um, you pretty much, I still remember it like so vividly. You get in, they're like, hey, you know, um, you're doing autopsy. I was like, okay, cool. You know, like I get to be with the, what is it, the NCIS, like super cool. And then you walk in in the back and the the door just open and all you hear is like grinding noise and I was like what the hell are they doing so okay I can stop if you guys want me to but no 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 keep <laughs> going I'm I'm kind of laughing and cringing at the same time because I could just imagine that that one little bone saw cutting into skulls and stuff like that you know yeah and that's bone saws ready <laughs> sorry I had to do that so that's that's all, I can't that's help all you hear like every morning like that means the remains are in they've been processed um so i help with the autopsy they they take everything like examine everything so they take the brain they take all your guts out of you um and then like if put you back in little pieces um there's there's some cases where i can never ever ever forget or like um i call her the maggot lady she was uh, a dependent, and the husband killed her, stuffed her in a luggage, and threw her out in the jungle. I believe it's in Korea or Japan. And they found her, and they shipped her back, and she was already like filled with maggots, and I had to clean up those maggots. And for the longest time, I couldn't eat rice because that's all I can see is like oh, maggots boy. crawling. Uh, <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, we'll and do the time hack on that. Rizzy ruins rice for everybody. <laughs> like that's what it's going to be called. Oh well, let me ruin barbecue for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we. Boy. I mean, we also get people from you know gets blown up. But, like we get everything. We got uh, remains from Haiti when everybody was literally like in Haiti and got the tsunami and flooded it and they were literally there for at least 30 days you can't find them you know and um we get those um 
I would have to like take each body part that is like left over because they're all marked one by one and put them in the Ziploc bag, you know, and um, like put them in the freezer. They get hang one so by one. So let me ask you, let me ask you, what happens if you come into this job and you get tagged to be, you know, within services with all the different jobs within services and you get tagged to, to go mortuary affairs? What if, Hey, what if you just don't cut it? Like, what if that is just something that, you know, every time you see a dead body, you, you puke or you, you know, what happens then? So there's admin jobs, like in the front uh, of the office, like they put you there. And if you still think you can't handle it, you get to, you get sent back home. You know, like nobody, nobody is forced to do it. I would say that, but like the environment there is just like, um fun i wouldn't say fun fun but i always say like we put the fun in funerals like that's what we (laughs) that's like our joke um we we uh (laughs) that's why that's why howard and me lasted because this is like our humor you know like i can't i can't see him marrying another girl who's just like who could not deal with him? No, it's a lot. But so. yeah, believe me, dealing with John. Oh boy, dealing with John. So how we met is he did the. I know he spoke a little about it. He did the viscera. So, like I said, I take every body parts that gets out of the remains that they take out. So with him is um you know the visceral stuff like the intestine, everything, brain. I give him the bucket. And he chop it up and put it back in the remains. So how we met is he kept annoying me, like, hey, can you tell the doctors to hurry up? And that's this is like every day. And I'm finally one day I'm like, dude, like I'm fucking E3, like E4. I don't remember my brain back then. I'm like, I'm not gonna tell a colonel to hurry up and so you can go home and I know, do whatever you do, but he was just like, okay, like, I guess I'll just stay. I was like, yeah, like every, every, like everybody else, we all stay and we wait for the officers, you know, like we always do. So, but (laughs) (laughs) always waiting for officers, but, um, yeah, that's just how it was built. Um, the relationship and he asked me to go to NASCAR and. He thought I wasn't going to go. And I was like, yeah, I I love cars, you know? So there's that. I didn't really know too much about rednecks then, but. That's like the most redneck first date ever. He's like, you want to go NASCAR? Yes. Oh my God. I I love every minute of it. I would would go to NASCAR. I sure hope he he bought you like a a Dale Earnhardt number three number three shirt and had you drinking. So I was like the third pick for that, Natty. for that date. It wasn't really a date. Yeah. Like the other two girls were like, who's this nerd? But I love cars. I wasn't going with him. I was going there for the cars. So. <laughs> Dang, John. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess he thought I was cool. And I was like, you got a car? Yeah, I'll go with you wherever you go. Like, <laughs> So it was just like so, a hangout thing, like never really like it wasn't love at first sight, not at all. <laughs> That's cool. Most of the time it's not, but um 
how long were you guys or how long after you guys met or, or kind of went on your first date did was he always saying hey I w- i'm gonna go combat control uh yes yeah. so he was already like getting ready like that's all he did okay. was run workout run workout run workout and i would just work out with him um you know like he he never stopped i would say like he he told me when we if we get married he's still gonna do this and all that and i'm like yeah go ahead like i met you while you were training for it i'm not gonna stop you now so you do you there you go but but did you did you have some concerns like or how much did you know about like how how much he would be gone during the pipeline and everything else that you look back now and you know but like did you know any of that stuff and and what was going to be expected uh yes because we had reparate come in at the mortuary and um i think we've had quite a few and um i know i know what they do also like when i was in mccord so i was with i think is it the Tutu there? Tutu. Yeah. Um, I remember sending Harvell's mom to uh, Dover. So uh, I think I've sent quite a few families. I've taken, I've taken care of quite a few families that were, um, yeah, that had their sons pass away. So I, I knew, I knew all of it. Mm. That's, um, that's a, a unique personal connection that you have there. Yes. Yes. Uh, like before, hmm. before um, Howard even knows anything, I would get the call. Uh, and also like, you know, being the mortuary affairs in on base for Herbert Field, um, it's the same thing. I, I get all the calls first and then that's when, you know. I call him and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it, it's all like, we're all intertwined in the crazy way. Yeah. Now, were you guys already married at that point? Mm-hmm. And, and so were you guys together or was it still, were you still kind of separated? Uh, I believe he was already in Herbert field when, um, Harvell's okay. passed away. I believe. Yeah. It's all a blur, like all of it. Yeah. He was always, 20, he was always gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. August, August, twenty eleven. So yes, well, yeah. Well, that's wild because like we get a lot of questions from people being like, "Hey, like my significant other doesn't want me to do this," but like they don't really know anything about it. But like the fact that like you are like painfully aware of of what he's getting himself into, and you still let him, do, you know, like not let him do it, but like, like what what was it about? the way that he was chasing the, the, you know, combat control that made you like cool with it. Or is that just, you know, you, you didn't want to get in his way or, or how did that work out in your mind? I think for me, it's um just having the respect for him to, to be able to do it, to want to do it. No, like not a lot of men are like, yeah, let me go out there and kill some bad guys. Or I feel like that's every man's dream, but they don't ever go through it. Like, I have had yeah, like, a lot of talk, yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of friends, you know, in the services and other like AFSC. They're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, be special ops, blah blah blah." I was like, "Yeah, go do it, like, go," <laughs> you know. But they never end up doing it, and then they retire, like being the same AFSC they got into. So I really commend 
men who are just like so dedicated for it and um I think him being in the mortuary affairs like saw the aftermath so he had like a first look on on all the remains that we get and he's just like so ready for it um but yeah I I don't know I always say like this is gonna sound bad but I always say like we're going on 15 years, but we've never really, like, lived together since he was in training so much. And I think that's what, like, kept us going because it was always, like, a honeymoon phase whenever he gets back, you know? like, yep. yeah. And then you get tired of him, and I'm like, all right, it's time for you to go TDY, you know? Yeah, you get used to a lot of the, the being alone, that kind of stuff. Yes, and I was, like, focused on my career, too, and, you know, was doing my own thing as well. I think that's what really gets um, a lot of marriage. Um, that's why they don't work because one is always at home doing nothing or I don't know. Like I, I can't say, but for us it worked because we were always like doing something separately. And when it's time to be together, we're together. That makes sense. Well, yeah. I, I, I will, I will say this. I'm going to, I'm going to save you real quick, Rizzy. I wouldn't say that. They're doing nothing. I know. <laughs> I don't want I, you to get I, yourself in trouble. Like the know, the comments are going to be fire. <laughs> yeah, they're they're busy. They are busy. They are doing a lot of. Th- they are doing that's a lot why of things. I have like to take back take, my comment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think what we're saying is like a lot of the wives, and I know my wife. Like I always tell her, like this works because you don't need me. You know, like she exactly. has like her own things. She's an independent person. Exactly. She's driven in her own way. So, like, I think that's what makes it work like if i'm not around it's not like the end of the world exactly yeah and that's i think that's the only way it would work because you just like the guys are like they're gone you guys are gone like literally every freaking i don't know like the whole year you're probably home like for two weeks i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i i like you get home like every other weekend or and then you're like extended TDY or I'm like, sure, it's extended, like whatever. But <laughs> those, sometimes, those planes do break. Yeah, they break a lot. I, sure. In Spain. <laughs> yeah, in Azores or, you know, never know. But yeah, well, yeah. Some, sometimes it's, yeah, you know, Spain, whatever. Yeah. It happens. But I, I always say, yeah, that's the only way it would work if the other half is, you know, doesn't have to re- rely on you for everything. Like, I was able to do everything on my own. And yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to uh, be a, independent and have your own thing going on. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have your own career. Yes. You know, if if the kids 100% can, can be a career oh, if yes. you happen to have kids, because that is for sure, especially with so many people homeschooling now. Yes. That is a, a full-time job. It is a taking lot. Care, you know, taking care of every everything, little thing that comes up around the house, homeschooling, make sure everything's squared away. So, yeah, I mean, it, there are definitely kind of, there's probably more than two routes, but I would just say there's there's kind of two routes. There's uh, folks like you that have got a career and that, you know, there's, because you guys don't have kids, right? No. Or you do? Just yeah. dogs. Lots, lots, and lots of dogs. You're not a crazy cat lady, though, right? No, I'm a crazy dog lady. Okay. <laughs> yes. So we're first the wives you, that stay home and don't do anything, and now crazy cat ladies. Like this is gonna be, this is gonna be great. Yeah. 
Hey, everybody knows Crazy Cat Ladies. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. No, that's awesome. So, uh, so you guys are like, I'm having problems with the timeline. So what, what would be, you already, you already mentioned how everything, every time he came home, it was like a, it was like a honeymoon. He was gone a lot and that kind of stuff. So, but you had your own career. So you were able to, to flourish. You, you weren't dependent on him. Mm-hmm. You're, you're your own your own person, your own things going on, that kind of stuff. What would you say is one of the largest challenges that, that you had, um, you know, dur- during that time where he was, you know, deploying, training, going, going on trips and that kind of stuff? Um, I think it's just him not being there when, you know, you need him. Like, you know, women, we're very emotional, um, whether we like to say it or not, but we're wired differently like if I need you there I need you there you know like it's always trying to reach for him and he's not there so I think for me that was it like I I mow the grass by myself like if if the sink is leaking I'll fix it you know if it's something I can fix I can call somebody to fix it but I think that was yeah, that was the only thing. And then, you know, if he's not answering his phone, he's probably, I don't know, like, a lot of shit goes through your head, you know, just like everybody else. Like, what is he doing right now? Is he at a bar? Is he at a strip club? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure he's going to call me no, when he wakes up. He's getting smoked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's probably at a bar. Yeah, it's the, it's that meme where the uh, the the man and the woman are laying in bed, and I was like, he's probably thinking about another yeah. woman. And in reality, he's, he's thinking about like, how does a how does a battery work, or how does man? What if I was a ninja and I was freaking, you know? Like it's, it's things like that that we're doing and thinking about. Exactly, men just they just don't think about <laughs> anything. Period. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, that, really, that's what goes through my head. It's just random ass shit yeah. where it's just, hey, what if, what if I could do this? Yeah. What if I was taller? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What if yeah. I was taller? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so when, when, when he was going through the pipeline and he'd like call you, was, did he ever need to like lean on you for, for motivation or, you know, I remember him briefly as a student um, and he, he always seemed to be super positive you know, uh, and, and didn't like seem to have any problems, but like, did he ever have to call you or, or anytime during the career and be like, Hey, like, and you had to be like, Hey, just keep going. It's, it's fine. Or, or was he always just a hundred percent in? Um, during the pipeline, he was just super motivated. Like he, he knew he got to get through all of it. And, you know, like I never, I don't think I ever really like had the conversation for him to like, get your ass up, you know, this is what you signed up for. Um, no, he was, he was all about it. Like that was his dream, you know? Um, the only time I ever knew I had to like come home, um, was when Sibley and Matt, um, Mm. passed away. I was in Okinawa then and I was like, I told my supervisor, I was like, Hey, I gotta go home. Like I need to be with him. And yeah, that was really tough for him. And that was yeah, that was the only time I ever felt like I needed to be there for him. And, but yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely those kind of challenging times where, and it usually comes out of nowhere. You know, it's it's almost always when you don't expect it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like the, um, and I'm gonna make it a little bit more lighthearted and kind of switch back to something that you had said. But um, when we talk about things that happen unexpectedly, you you wouldn't expect it. It's kind of like as soon as we leave on a trip the sink starts linking yes. or the dog gets sick or something, something happened. And it, man, it's usually like, as soon as you leave, yes. <laughs> it could, it, if it had happened 12 hours, 24 hours earlier, whatever. But as soon as you leave, like, Hey, yeah, I'm bored. I'm boarding out of Vegas now. Like, you know, have a good trip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fridge just stopped working. <laughs> so enjoy your trip. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And, 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 and that's, that's not what it said to me. It's what I'm thinking. I'm sitting here going like, oh, no, of course. Like, how, the, and you can, how do I fix this right now? And you can't do anything. Because I feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, helpless, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever really bothered him about any of those. And I was just like, you know, it is what it is. The, the house is not burning, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. Not getting shot at, and you can breathe. All right, cool. Exactly. That's good. <laughs> so, so how did how did your career go? You you know that you were in for thirteen years. You all ended up at, at Hurlburt together. Like, t- tell us, like, were you still mortuary affairs the whole time? Did you have chances to branch out, or or did you you know end up being in charge of the whole racket? Um, I pretty much move around. Really, like when I got back to Herbert Field, I think two thousand. 15 or 16 I went back to being a UDM and that's when um I separated I was a UDM I did a lot of UDM UTM and admin stuff so when I can get out of the mortuary I'm like okay no but yeah but I I keep getting you know going thrown back in it and I can't say no like there's nobody else that can do it um I don't want to say like better than me, but like that's like my thing. Like I, I love that. That's, that was like my favorite um, job in services. It's just, it, yeah, it's it's just different. Like when you see families, like I feel like that's the only time you get appreciated being in services. Also, like when you're deployed, because we get all the alcohol. But <laughs> <laughs> but all right, uh, secrets out. Now we know. But um. Yeah, being in the mortuary uh, on base is like the only the only job I would I would do it all over again. So yeah. Well, just, so did you a, did you sorry. separate because uh, what why'd you separate then? Because uh, Howard was separating. Yeah, he was retiring. Okay. So I I didn't want to do the whole like long distance shit anymore. Like I'm tired of it and. Um, he pretty much said, like, you know, that's you get out. And I was like, if I get out, I get out. I'm not going reserves. I'm not, I'm not putting back that uniform again. Like, I'm done. And he was like, okay. So that's when we stumbled upon uh, real estate. And that's pretty much how we took off. A little real estate action. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Well, yes. I just wanted to ask real quick about the mortuary thing. Was it like just a sense of purpose and 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 the mission? Because uh, you know you're pretty close to real things that are happening 
you know, but like if you're sitting behind a desk, you just feel removed from it all. But like, you know, like it's important what you're doing in mortuary. Is that what it was like that, that sense of purpose? And, and then I guess since we're talking about you getting out, like, is that what, you know, when you were, when you were the UDM and you didn't have feel that as much and then you got out, like, did you struggle finding that again? Um, no, we were too busy. Like, <laughs> like we were too busy, like doing so much stuff. Um, trying to pretty much build our um, our real estate business i would say but um i mean i guess i i do i did miss it you know like in a way where i'm like okay now what you know like nobody is thanking me anymore nobody is telling me good job but i i guess i didn't really like think about it that way as far as like not not needing a purpose or not having a purpose also like i went well, you- i went back to school like i i was in school the whole time too so yeah well that was kind of your purpose and they're you know you're seeing the success as you're building your building your business they're saying thank you with dollars and stuff like that and that's kind of your purpose because you're like well hey i'm you know we got to make sure that this succeeds yes that's you know that's our that's our drive that's our purpose so and and I think that's righteous. Um, so that's awesome, and it obviously worked out for you guys. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? It, kind of, huh? I, I want to hear about this because I assume it was like an, an overnight success, right? Like you guys just got out, got into real estate, and boom, it all it all worked out. Oh my god, no, we divorced plenty of times. <laughs> Like I said, there's no more TV wifey. That's what I call it. I was like, he's up in my face. We're up in each other's all the time. And I'm just like, whew. Like, it, it was rough. Like, we had a rough time, um, of course, starting it because I always blame him. <laughs> I mean, like, I couldn't be in the Air Force right now. Probably stationed in Italy. I don't know. But no, we... um. It was a lot, like when when he said, "Hey, I'm buying this condo. We're gonna renovate it." You know, like I'm like, "Okay, well, we're gonna hire people to renovate it, right?" And he's like, "No, no, no. Like you're you're gonna put the floors in. We're gonna go paint it. Like we did all of that." But and that's what I, you know, I love about him. Like whatever he does, like he his focus, like the drive is still there. You know, it was like being in training all over again for him, like. He has to do it. He has to get it done. Like, and, um, it, it all worked out with us, like, pretty much balancing each other. So there'll be times when I'm like, I just leave him. I'm like, I'm over it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, oh, there's, there's the peek behind the curtain. There you go. You know how many t- times I told John I'm ready for a divorce? <laughs> It's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. It's yeah, tough. It's not like marriage, whether, you know, like the other one has a career or not. Like it's tough. It's tough all around. Like it, with or without kids, you know, I feel like without kids, it's even worse because you don't really have attention to give out to anybody, you know, like. You're just in each other's throats all the time. So, yeah. And, and we did, we did go through a rough patch. Like 
that seven year hump Every- that everybody's talking about. Like, yeah, we went there, you know, we were, um, that's what, that's how I got to Okinawa. I was like, look, you know, either, um, we kill each other or like, I go like, <laughs> You know, we were in therapy for the longest time and I was like, this is not working like that. That therapist is stupid. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to her. And, uh, like, I was, yeah, the, the, I was very hard. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the big lie is that everybody thinks that, you know, especially what you see on social media is real. If if you haven't heard this already, I'm not saying anything new, but so much of it is, is not real or maybe it's real at that time, but you got, you don't see all the other stuff like to what you were saying, Trent, like overnight success. No, no you didn't see the amount of hours and effort and blood, sweat and tears put into that. You're just seeing the after like, Hey, yeah, finally made it. And guess what? Even then, you haven't really made it. Yeah. You know, you, you see, like, equating it to the graduations, you know, you see these, see these folks up there on the stage, hey, blouse your boots, don your beret. Do you, that's, that's the end of a two, two and a half year pipeline. That's the end of when they were in high school or in college or, or even out of it, putting in hours upon hours of work, getting ready for it. Um, same goes for, you know, a, a successful real estate business. The, there are no nine to five hours in real estate. It is all the, all the time. I, I mean, you guys are, if you're showing houses throughout the day, uh, you're writing offers at night into the, you know, you're doing the loan paperwork, you're doing all that kind of stuff all hours a night that there, there is no nine to five. That, that is, you can, there are nine to five jobs, but that ain't one of them and neither is neither is special warfare. Yeah. They go hand in hand for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I sorry. I went off on a rant there. No, the, 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 the dark side of, of marrying someone that's independent, right? Like, cause we talk about it. We're like, this is how this works. You have to have someone that's super independent, but like yeah. you, you get to the other side of it where it's like, yeah, it's good that like they can handle me being gone or, or they can be gone and all these other things. But when you are stuck in the same house for prolonged periods of time, you know, it's two very independent people that are stubborn and, you know, and all these other things. And it, it is what it is. Yes. As long as like, you know, your weaknesses, you know, your strength, like, you know, it, it took a long time for both of us to, um, to realize like who we really are. And once you get that synergy, you're just like, Oh, it was that easy. I was overthinking the whole time. You know? <laughs> You know? And now you guys can take on, take on the world, though. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's the goal is to rule the world. Yep. Maybe not rule the world, but you know. Yeah. Take conquer over it. The world. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> conquer the the world of bags. You know, like I've seen your Instagram page. There's a there's a lot of bags. Uh yeah, retail therapy. <laughs> it's the best. Like- you know. I'd rather go to uh, retail therapy than pay somebody to tell me what to do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, that's like, I, I keep telling him, I was like, you did this. Like, you started my shopping addiction. I was like, <laughs> whoopsie. Just like, whenever you're gone, I have to feel happy. So, you know, I buy a bag. But no, like, yeah. it's, it's like my thing. It's like why I work, I guess, you know. 
Why, why, why do yeah. you work? <laughs> well, when you, you start, let's talk about bags real quick. Oh, or, God. Or maybe not bags. Let's, let's, let's relate to it. Right. <laughs> so you guys just had the, uh, first there Red Beret Gala. Yes. Um, for the first there foundation. Like, tell us about that. Like, what, what it was all that about? What's, I mean, are you, how involved are you in the actual foundation? Um, and then if you're not extremely involved, like, tell us about the, the gala and all that kind of good stuff. Yes. So the first there foundation was, um, founded by Eric Hohoman. Um, he brought it up with John and, and John was like, you know, all about it. Like he, he's all about helping, helping the boys and, it's always been for us, like, as far as, you know, like, go back to real estate. Like, he's always trying to make sure, like, the boys are taken care of. Um, so when Ho-Ho was like, yeah, dude, I want to start this foundation. And we were just like, yeah, you know, we're, we're all for it. Um, let us know what you need. Like, I feel like we've never really um, explore other foundations um, just because... I want something that is like more personal. Like we actually know where the funds are going. And um, at the gala, you know, we were able to hear a lot of testimonies, like how how the funds being used as far as like people going to retreat and coming back like healed. And it was just amazing. Like Miss um, Laurie Chapman was there and she spoke and it was it was just like it, it it feels good like it felt good to be there it felt good to help the foundation um i i wouldn't say i am as involved but i am very like you know like yeah i want to help i'm 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 there you know and and when yeah. and when john is like hey this is for the first there i'm like yeah don't even ask me you don't need to ask me like we're doing it so and i'm very very thankful that it was started because there are a lot of boys out there that that needs it, and they don't talk about it, you know. So mm-hmm. now they can call one of the boys and be like, "Hey, I need help," and and it's there. Yeah, and and one of the one of my good friends, he just he's well, it's Linda. You know, you know Linda, right? Yeah. As part yes. of the the board members, yes. well, um, you know, her husband called me after you know, reaching out the foundation, obviously he knows, he knows Eric and knows John and all those guys, but um, yeah, he was just praising everything that all the treatment that he had gotten and, and how much it has helped him. And, you know, it's, it's never a one-time thing. It's, it's a continuous thing and it exactly. kind of goes periodically and, uh, and how much, you know, things have helped him and all that kind of good stuff. So that's, that's awesome that the foundation is doing that. And it's very, seems seems to have a very focused um focused goal yes you know so it's it's awesome and and again it looked like you guys had a really good um really good showing at the the gala because that that only happened like last weekend i think Uh, right yes yes just last weekend the the ninth yeah yeah you guys should probably come out to vegas and hold a gala just saying there's plenty of places. Oh my goodness! You can work on the, you can work on those bags. We got we got plenty of uh, places to to acquire bags out here. I don't know. That's like asking for trouble. <laughs> I know. 
We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think the next one is going to be in San Antonio again, but we're planning on holding one here in Florida um, because we have a lot of um, supporters here as well. Um, you know, like we we know a lot of people here who are willing to help the veterans. So hopefully we get to set up one here and it's easier for um, other guys to go just because there's so many assistance retirees here as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, when you keep saying here, do you are you in San Antonio now? No, in Destin. Destin oh, okay. area. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Around Navarre, Destin, Fort Walton. I mean, that's that's the hub. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. I mean, um, Trent, I'm, you probably have quite a few in the San Antonio area too. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a few hubs of where everybody ends up, right? Yeah. Like North Carolina, Destin, San yeah. Antonio. Yes. So surprisingly, so we got quite a few in Vegas. Not not nearly like just the there, degenerates. Yeah, yeah. It, it is the degenerates, and I'll end up being one of those probably. So, <laughs> not a degenerate, just somebody who ends up in Vegas. Yeah, so Vegas wouldn't be a bad one either. So what about what 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 makes it different though? Because you you were in the Air Force and you know like you had your career filled and I, like when you talk about mortuary affairs, I I have to assume that some of those people that went through that like they need help later on in their career as well. Uh, so is that something you think about? Is is reaching out to the people that you used to know? Because like obviously like the boys that you know from Combat Control, you, we all know kind of like their experience and 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 some of the things that the First Air Foundation is doing. But like, did did you see any of those things happen outside of? you know, the special warfare community with like the folks that you knew in the, the, you know, quote unquote, regular air force. We have like a, we have a little group as well, but I, like I said, if you can't do that, like you, you get sent home. Like, I, I mean, right. I know everybody probably just blocks it, but um, I think they're just living the way I'm living right now. It's like, it's just there, but you know, some I, I've never really heard of anybody who's like, "Oh, I'm going through shit." Like, I, I need, like, it, it. It's just a different. It takes a special person, I would say. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should reach out to them. <laughs> <laughs> but or we, maybe y'all just have like a group group text where y'all tell your your ridiculously dark jokes to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's get usually it out like so that. that. So, like, we always like just. Just joke about it, like whenever we reminisce it, and like, hey, you need help, like, yeah, okay, like, let's let's go get some help, you know, like, and we actually have um like a chaplain there too that was always there, so I still message them, speak to them if needed, but we've never really been like, hey, you know, like what's going on, all that, like, I don't know, I guess I didn't really like see that in that community. It was always dark humor for us. So. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I'll say which, that dark humor is tough for again. Like I had talked about before, it's that is tough for people to can be tough for people to relate to until you've had to deal with it, and it's a coping mechanism. It is. Right? It is. It is. No matter how you say, it, it's a coping mechanism. Like, yeah. Yeah, but did you say you you had deployed too when you were? Um, I was in UAE. Yeah, I just. Oh. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm I not. Mean, I'm a, not a. That's gung-ho. a deployment, right? <laughs> I'm not a gung <laughs> I was actually <clears throat> able to pick that deployment, so. 
Oh yeah, when I was a UDM. Making and choosing. Exactly. I'm like, no, don't don't get me out in the crazy part. I'm good. <laughs> it's funny because like I know <clears throat> I get judgy about people that are like, oh, like I deployed to like Tampa or whatever. But like I'll usually keep my mouth shut. But I know my wife, like if she meets someone and they're like, my husband's deployed right now. She's like, oh, where, where are they at? And they're like, you know, Florida. She's like that is not a deployment. Like you you don't know what a deployment is and you try not to be like super judgy about it, but it's like, I know that you're, you know, your significant other's gone, but like, yeah, the, the word deployment, I think means something a little bit different to, to our community. Exactly. No. Yeah. So. There's, there's the deployments to Tampa. There's the deployments to Shaw air force base. You know, exactly. you are like, eh, is it though? <laughs> if I can still visit you, I think it's, Yeah. It's a little less of a deployment. <laughs> so, so Riz, we um we get a lot of questions about you know like uh people that are that are thinking about joining um and and you know they have significant others or or you know boyfriends girlfriends all that other type of stuff and parents like after going through like all these experiences like obviously it worked out in the end but you guys went through a lot to get to where you're at now and now you're you're reaching back and supporting everybody but for someone that's like a step one of this process like what are some of the things that they should you know, do or not do or, or lessons learned along the way that, that you have that you could give them to, to you know, if, if my significant other is going to go try to be combat controller, like what would you tell that person? Um, I would say like, I don't want to say just deal with it, but I think if, um, if you know that that's the one, you just go through it together. Like they only need your support, nothing else. Like I, as as blatant as it is, but I think that's all there is to it. Like, just support them. You know, like, if that's their dream, that's their dream. Um, try not to get in the way because it, it is hard not to. But, you know, at the end of the day, it will pay off. Like, it, 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 it's better to look at your man, like, accomplished than have him fail. And then, you know, you're just like oh shit, I should have supported him. You know, I should have been there for him. So just be there, be there for him. Um, ask if he needs anything. If he says no, then it's a no because they're going to come to you later on and say, yeah, this is what I need. So yeah, don't always needy, exactly. just, just needy. Yeah. Eventually they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll say, yeah, I need you. So don't don't be so harsh on them because it is a lot like yeah and there's yeah it's a lot to take it's 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 following their dream it's i mean there's a lot lot to it you know so um and for me whenever you know rizzy says support that is you know I don't want to say picking up the phone or texting or anything like that, but it's like, it's understanding that sometimes like I, I need you like support can look different to a lot of different people, but what I don't need is like, Oh, well, you know, you could just, you know, everything will be all right. You could just come home and that kind of stuff. That's not support. No. So no. Support is like, Hey, dipshit. You said you were going to go for a run this morning. Like this, this is what Donna will do to me. Um, I'll say, oh yeah, I need to go for a run, right? That sometime today. Like, yeah. hey, what's your plan for today? I, well, I got to work out at some point, uh, and then it'll get towards the end of the day, and it's like, I guess I'm not going to be able to make it or something like that. And Donna will go, um, hey, 
what's up? You said you're going to get for workout. You know, we're going to hit dinner here pretty soon. So you may want to get to it. I'm like, ah, well, she goes, you said you're going to do it. It's like, she's like, yo, fatty. Okay. Cool. I was going to say hey, like, hey, yeah, go. Hey, fat ass, fat get ass. your ass out there and run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really, I'm being nice. That's really what she says, but. <laughs> the F word. But, um, yeah, exactly. Like, hey, get your ass out there and do some shit. Um, so anyway, I, I do want to mention one more time uh, just to, to really kind of plug it uh, before we, we kind of wrap things up. But um, please go out there, check out First Air Foundation. It's the number one ST there. So firstthere.org. Um, feel free to donate, check out. They do have merch available to, and it all, it all supports and all that kind of good stuff. And then um, I don't know the rules on the galley or not the the gala, not galley. Sorry. I was watching an, believe it or not, I was watching a, a Navy documentary a couple of days ago. So <laughs> it's weird. I know. Um, anyway, they've got galas. Uh, you guys do them once a year, right? Yes. Yes. Once a year yep. okay. um, during the nine 11 weekends. So. Yes. Okay, cool. But yeah, check them out. And then uh, what's, what's your Instagram for people that want to follow you? And, and then probably we'll throw John's out there too, I guess. Well, I'm Duchess Rizzy on Instagram. <laughs> you don't need to follow me. But <laughs> but yeah, um, I share a lot of like um, stuff we do. I, I, I don't want to say like I, I post a lot of things there, but you know, daily life. I'm unemployed now, as I always say, but <laughs> if you need unemployed, if you need but still getting them bags, if you need motivation to spend money, let me know. <laughs> right. But, but would you be willing if, if, if there were other, um, like, cause we do, we do have a lot of, of wives that, you know, oh, they ha yes, are yes. in very similar situations yes, please that, reach that you out were to me. in. Yeah, yeah. Reach out to me okay. if you need any advice or anything, if you have to deal with, um, if you need to divorce him, divorce. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> wow. Dang. So back to what kidding. we said about supporting. <laughs> you're not going to get like the soft pillowy kind of advice from yeah, uh, no, you're from not. Uh, It's, it's going to be. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be real. Okay. Um, so, but I'm actually, uh, well, I haven't really mentioned it, but uh, I'm actually going for my doctorate for counseling. So, um, and it's going to be focused on traumatology. And that's one thing that I want to be um, available for uh, the foundation for sure. So um, I start my classes on that next month. So instead of going through dark humor and all that, like I get to be by the book. <laughs> Wow, I love how you just slipped that in at the very end, just like oh yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah well, I, I, I get to you know practice and um, help other women who is dealing the same, who's dealt the same as as I have. So yeah. Well, good deal. Well, good luck with all that, and we appreciate you doing that, and we appreciate you know everything that you, John, and the folks that were there, the first there foundation have have put to all the support and, and the help that you guys have put to into the community and continue to, and, and we're happy to help however we can. So whatever we can do to, you know, um, you know, through donations, through getting you guys on the platform, through covering the events and all that kind of stuff, like we're happy to help. So thanks Appreciate for doing it. what you do. 
yeah thanks for doing what you do thanks for doing uh you know thanks to john for doing what he does and uh we appreciate it so for all the folks out there yeah for all the folks out there don't like uh don't like yeah definitely don't like um hit the hit the down the down air no do the opposite of that and then uh don't forget to like subscribe and hit the notification bell and then leave us a review check out onesready.com for any kind of merch and we're out there all right appreciate it